Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of How to Save the World, a podcast about sustainability and how we can best achieve it. My name is Tim Bat. And I'm Waveney Worth. How you Hi doing, Wave? I'm good, Tim. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. And, really enjoying um, autumn, I've got to say. I like it cooling oh, off a little too. bit. It's so pretty out there. I love it, and it's it's not as hectic. And Yeah. yeah. No, I, I don't know. I used to just love summer, but now I love all the seasons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've got a humdinger today, a real humdinger. Should we have less kids? Yeah, potentially one of the, the biggest in a lot of ways episodes that, that we'll do on the series, I reckon. I reckon it's got that feeling. Um, it's one of these little sleeping giants. Um, it, it could be one of the, the most significant things that we do or don't do um, to affect our future, um, not just in a personal way, but um, it looks like the science is is um, just saying this is out of the ballpark, impactful and significant. And yet it is probably the holy grail of being human and even the idea of suggesting that we should have um, less kids or even better no kids is um, it's almost just too taboo to talk about. It brings up emotions. Mm, big time. And so, um, yeah, I probably do want to frame this following episode and chat just to say that, you know, there are um, some decisions in life that are almost sacrosanct as, as Waveney's getting at, and having kids seems to almost be chalked up to that column universally. So we're, we're going to try and talk about, like, the science of this, and um, I guess we might be a little bit instructive, but, I mean, ultimately we're just two <laughs> people trying to figure out um, what what could be best for the planet here. Um, and we realise that this is a very, uh, yeah, a very charged issue. So we'll just do our yeah. best to kind of deal with it as best we can. So we actually naturally, Tim and I naturally sit on sort of either side of this, I think, to an extent. Um, and, you know, just putting it out there, I, I'm a bit of a Spock on this issue. I, for <laughs> some reason, haven't really had any very strong desires to have kids myself, and my husband and I don't have kids. And um, that's sure, it's partly for environmental reasons, but it's mostly just because it's the way I came out. Um, and how about you, Tim? Um, yeah, definitely. So I'd be on the other side of things where my wife and I intend to have kids, um, or at least our kid, like ideally two. Um, is us yeah but this is an issue that we have actually talked about quite a lot like um, yeah my wife and I have discussed whether or not it's sort of ethical to bring a kid into the world with with the trajectory that we seem to be on and their contribution um, to carbon emissions and that sort of thing so it's definitely an interesting topic that you know a lot of people in this generation of, of people who yeah. are starting families are, are discussing so yeah um, wave you've done a tremendous amount of research as per usual so i might um let you kick things well, off yeah okay i'll um i'll jump in um before i do i i just want to i guess advocate for myself too just in case people are um i don't know judgy <laughs> <laughs> that, that um I, this is just not about me being down on kids or babies. I actually love kids, and um, I think I see this more as an opportunity to make the world a better place for the ones we've got um, by deciding to create less new ones. Um, yeah, so that's kind of where I'm coming from. So I guess, and also whatever arguments you know we sort of bring up today, um, 
we're, we're not advocating for forced family planning or, or, you know, anything like that. We're all about yeah. choice. And in fact, um, if anything, I'm probably advocating for more choice mm. and um, just a reality check for people because studies show that um, most heterosexual people don't actually question whether or not to have children. And um, I think what we're, what I'd be saying here would be just for people for the, through their own volition to take any steps that they feel capable and comfortable and, and you know, wanting to take. Um, so there might be one less child or whatever. Um, yeah. So um, oh, it's also really topical right now because there's actually been a recent release of Aotearoa's guidance on contraception from the Ministry of Health, um, which is the first time we've sort of consolidated this information and tried to standardise it as a nation. Um, and we're also looking at, through through this announcement, all of the LARCs, the long-lasting reversible contraceptions, uh, being fully funded now. Um, yeah. That's awesome. We're all, yeah, it is awesome. And, and what's interesting also is the ministry's coming out and saying, and this is for a document to health professionals, so it's, it's talking about the advice that they're giving, that they'd be encouraging all women uh, postnatal to have a contraception plan. So that's that says a lot too. Not that they're coming from an environmental standpoint, but but still. Yeah, it's just great mm. that there's um, more access for people who want that to get it without the mm. barriers, you know. Because yeah, there, exactly. There Bring are those barriers down. So many things in um, health and medicine where there's like a surprising financial barrier to getting treatment for stuff. Yeah. So it's just yeah, great that yeah. the government's trying to remove that yeah. for women. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so uh, let's have a look at the state of play. It took all of human history, which of, you know, whatever, thousands and thousands of years, up until 1803 for the population to reach 1 billion. And then after that, it took just over 100 years to reach the next billion. Wow. Yeah, the the stat that I'd read was was like it's 200,000 years to get to the first billion. So that's great. So 200,000 to get to one. And then what was it? Another 100 years. 100. To get to the second. Just over 100 to get to the second one. And we've just been on this crazy, even that looks slow compared to what we're doing now. We've just been on this crazy roller coaster ever since. Um, These days it takes about 12 years to add another billion. Um, It was just absolute madness. The population now, as we speak, it's a statistic that changes all the time, of course, is now 7.8 billion. Um, and the population is very slowly slowing, slow, slowing um, but um, they're saying that perhaps it'll be about 11 billion um, in, how do you say it, 2100 next, <laughs> yeah. at the beginning of next century, yeah. So... Um, yeah. How about we start off with the arguments or the science for less kids, having less kids, and then we'll get into all of our favourite reasons why actually we can have as many kids as we want. Sure. <laughs> okay. So um, and I know you've done a bit of research on this too, Tim, which is cool because uh, you can keep me honest. So I guess the basic argument is that there are too many people on the planet, that it's it's the number of us that are the cause of climate change uh, and, of course, the rest of it, species extinction, deforestation, et cetera, et cetera. Um, 
just too many of us born too fast. And David Attenborough said, or Sir David Attenborough said, um, an interesting thing that basically, which I think sums it up, with less of us, it gets easier. With more of us, ultimately, it gets impossible. So that's not sort of saying that it's population that's the the problem per se, but just saying this is a no-brainer. If there's less of us, it's easier. Um, the planet is a finite size, and what we're looking at is un- well, just very fast population bloom for humankind on a finite planet. Um, and ultimately, if that's sort of unchecked, it, it usually leads, in the ecosystem world, it leads to a population collapse, which um, people have been saying before COVID, but I don't think this is our collapse as such. But it, I guess it's just pointing out that um, it's it's a little unstable, um, the size of our population. Um, and then science is, is totally on site. Um, so we've got... I guess I'm going to reference a couple of studies for now. Um, In 2017, a study by Swedish University of Lund and Canada's University of British Columbia found that the single most effective thing an individual in the developed world can do is have fewer children. And the measure by which, like just by how effective that is, so every child generates about 60 tonnes, 58.6 tonnes of carbon emissions per year. So it's a lot of carbon um, that would be avoided if you didn't have that child. Um, And then one, this is actually possibly for me the key thing um, that I would revolve the entire argument around is that one less child, according to the study, was 25 times more effective than the next most effective measure so that beats like no car or no meat diet. Tim, I believe you probably want to jump in at this point. <laughs> um, yeah. So those numbers around the effectiveness of um, choosing not to have a kid, because I've, I've, in the research that I did leading up to this episode, I've seen those exact same figures and they're widely yeah. quoted and they're also um, not necessarily wrong at all. But the challenge that I have seen to those figures um, mainly from an organisation called the Founders Pledge, which are an organisation of people that draw on um, research to try and figure out the scientifically the very most impactful way for you to spend money on donations to kind of help mm-hmm. people <laughs> and the planet. Um, what they brought forward as a challenge to those statistics is that they're basing the carbon emissions of our kids, of the next generation, on how much carbon we're currently emitting right now. Um, and they ignore things like policy changes that are happening at the moment. Um, so, for example, carbon caps that are happening uh, all around the world. The UK has legally committed themselves to getting to net zero emissions by 2050. Um, New Zealand's done the same. There's um, the Paris Accords, which uh, pretty much every country in the world, except for, like I think, six OPEC nations have signed on now. Now America's part of it as well to try and keep um, the global temperatures to 1.5%. And, like, I think we all know, because we've paid attention to this stuff, that those targets are often missed. Um, But Mm. it is to say that progress is absolutely being made. And even if those exact targets are not hit per se, it's still turning these countries um, by dint of of policy direction towards reducing, um, even if they don't hit the exact mark on them. So 
In summary, you're saying that uh, the study that says having one less child is 25 times more effective than the next most effective measure. You're saying that that's based on assumptions that um, we will be emitting as much carbon as what we are now. Yeah. And, and, that, and then you brought forward uh, various scenarios in which we might be emitting less. Like, Actually, if you were to have a child this year, then I'm pretty sure that in the next year or two years or three years or four or ten years um, that uh, there won't be too many changes. So it will still be 25 times more effective um, right now. And also it's like just to, I guess, underline the the urgency at which we need to act, like we've, we've found a magic bullet through, I guess, the studies identified, something that is 20 times more effective right now. And actually the fact that our trajectory is like, I'm afraid everything is still going up. Like, yes, there's some great wins, but where our impact is increasing on the planet. And it, it's it's incredibly difficult for us to turn this around. Like, we're trying, but we we're, so far we haven't been succeeding. We haven't been meeting our objectives. And, and actually, like, I, if anything, perhaps... It, it could get worse just as easily as it could get better. Like, I, I just, I feel like this is the, the, it's the bird in the hand. I guess it's, um, it's something that we know. Like, I don't know. Like, it feels to me like it's just an argument of the heart or a hope that actually things might get better. So therefore, it's okay to just, you know, try and eat less meat and have as many children as you want. But, um. I yeah, I, and I think that's kind of why perhaps, like it feels to me like this is hands down the most effective thing, but what do we hear more about? We hear more about recycling and bringing your own shopping bags. And I think it's kind of like, it just feels like it's just the holy grail of everything about being human. And it's it's easier for governments to look at ways to reduce the impact of industry or agriculture and it's easier for us to, like you say, get a solar panel and take the recycling out. I um, I guess this is probably a meta point that I put over the over the whole thing. So I don't know if it's best placed here, but I I just think the overwhelming thing, and I actually suspect that we might land in almost exactly the same place. If it's not having no kids, it's definitely having less, which I agree with because I'm not going to deny at all that more people means more consumption of stuff and more contribution um, to carbon, at least in the in the short to middle term. Um, mm. But I just think it is untenable to expect people to stop having kids. Um, I, yeah, I think that totally. it's such yeah. an unrealistic, there's, there's so many things that we can try and ask of people to do and it's already so hard to get people to do basic things. But, mm. I mean, as, as you said in the opening of the episode, um, instructing people to stop having kids is it's, it's such a core tenet of what we sort of accept, at least at the moment, of, of life and being human and I know, being part I know. of the world. Yeah, yeah. And, well, uh, yeah. yeah. Well, Totally agree. And, and and actually, you're right, we might end up all on the same page because I feel that the sciences are irrefutable. That's how I see it. Um, and it, I've, I've got other another couple of things I can say on that too. Um, but uh, when it comes down to our hearts, we'll be, you know, we, we'll, we'll, we won't just we – ca- in fact, in some ways we can't just accept it because – because of our actual very nature, um, like if that's sort of how we 
end up going out, then so be it. If, if <laughs> there's not much we can do about it, but let, I, you you actually um, you touched on it just before when we were just chatting before the episode started about. I think maybe if we get into some of these arguments for or, or, or considerations, I guess, for being able to just have as many children as we want and um, or, yeah, but anyway, sorry. <laughs> um, and, that, and that you mentioned that the population growth is slowing of its own accord, which kind of is basically, you could almost say that what I'm saying is really just all a bit alarmist because this, it's slowing anyway and it's looking after itself anyway. Um, yeah, so um, I have been looking at some interesting research about that. And, I mean, obviously people are um, – human beings are quite bad at predicting the future um, for, for certain things. Like you mentioned earlier that there's um, – a lot of predictions that the population is going to keep increasing. And sorry, what was the figure you had by 2100 that we were going to hit? Um, 11 million. 11 billion um, on the globe. Billion, sorry. Yeah. Um, I read a particular study um, from researchers at the University of Washington's Institute for Health Metrics and Evaluation that was published in Lancet, which is um, a peer-reviewed science journal. And uh, they were finding that the population rate is slowing down. And according to them, it's actually slowing down quite dramatically. So, for example, in 1950, um, women had an average of 4.7 children in their lifetime globally. And in 2017, that was down to 2.4. So it had halved. Um, that number, when you, when you get to 2.1, that's when the population is static. Um, and when you go below that, obviously the population goes down. When you go above it, it, it goes up. So um, they had projected that by the year 2100 or 2100, however we're going to say it, um, <laughs> that number will get to 1.7, which means that the population will actually be in decline by by some measure. Um, yeah. And there's a, there's a lot of reasons for that. One of the big ones is that as countries get lifted out of extreme poverty, women get more um, choice in how many kids they want to have. And generally when that happens, it seems to bear out that they decide to have less kids. Yeah, I think um, I, I I I've read all the same stuff, and that uh, even now the 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 growth is slowing, population growth is slowing, and it's it's your know, classic demographer's curve um, as um, the birth rates drop um, with the advances that we've had with health. It, it would, you know, the population is just naturally responding to that, but um, it's still growing still too many really it's still and it's still growing rapidly as well like right like you know the last few billion have taken about 12 year jumps there's been a few 12 years where we've jumped a billion a billion a billion and the next projection um for the for the billion that we're in right now is that it's going to take between 13 and 18 years so yeah it's slowing but um we're still going up it was still going up like uh, like alarmingly fast, mm. and uh, it's just that it's slowing. Like um, even even if it were to take a, a hundred years to jump a billion, that's still that's still alarming. But we've just so um, you know it's our new norm. This crazy growth is our new norm, and so it's like oh yeah, it's slowing. It's only going to take us eighteen years to get to another billion. Like <laughs> I reckon it's like saying 
oh, it's bad if a truck hits you at like 300 kilometres an hour, but it's okay if it hits you at 280 kilometres yeah, an hour. Yeah, right. it's like, yeah. It's like, yeah, I think if you're the truck driver and you can see you're heading for an impact, you you put the brakes on as, sure. as hard as you can. Yeah. yeah. But um, and it, <laughs> worse than the idea that it's alarmist is actually the idea that um, this whole thing is kind of almost like a decoy and really smacking of um, racism and, and colonialism. And it's uh, because the thing is, is it takes the, 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 the blame or the, the centre away from the problem being consumption. Mm. Which is which is a Western problem. If it's about consumption, it's all our fault. But if it's about the birth rate, then we're actually looking pretty good. Western populations have pretty much stabilised, and um, it's really developing nations that are the primary cause of the the growth. I, so I, it actually, it actually shifts the blame, mm. and some would say, oh, very conveniently, yes. uh, to the world's poorest, most marginalised people, which is really uncomfortable. Yeah, I think you've put that so well, Wave, because that's um, something that I've sort of been seeing and reading and hearing about a lot. But I've I've never really like uh, articulated, um, you know, about these things before. So I've got quite an awkward, um, <laughs> out loud conception of how it works. But you're so right. This is where it gets very messy. Like, for example, let's take it back to the numbers. Um, on average, a person on Earth emits five tons of CO two per year. But if you take an American person, it's 18. So there is mm. this huge disparity between, you know, so-called, and I'm putting this in quote marks, developed nations, what their population are contributing um, per capita, and, and quote-unquote less advanced nations. So it's, yeah, and actually, it, this consumption pop- problem is really what it is about a lot well, more. Well, and that's, and that's where I would just say let's go back to the science. Mm. Like um, that they've, they've said it's 25 times more effective than the next most effective measure. Um, and it, it's what I guess, you know, if, if the good news, I guess if you put it that way, if you're looking at our consumption, is that this issue doesn't require us Westerners to blame or judge others. Like one baby equals one baby it doesn't matter where the baby is and the only birth of a baby that you can control is your own and the fact that like you just mentioned that a western baby is going to have a way higher footprint so yeah so don't worry it's 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 still (laughs) this is still very much about us i'm interested to get your thoughts on 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 one thing and this is more of a philosophical question wave if i've got time to throw something quickly at you Give it a go. It's an idea that's just been bouncing around in my head that I just sort of thought of by myself. (laughs) But don't you think there's something to the idea that the people who are um, really considering not having kids for environmental reasons are in a way the people who should be having kids? Because we need more people in this next generation who are going to be like fighting for policy change and, you know, improving our efforts on sustainability. Yeah, um, actually, Charles Einstein, um, I, I picked up a quote from his just, just exactly about this. And he says, he's totally on that page, like big time. He says that the world really needs children who are brought up with a different story right now and sees themselves as here to give to the world. Um, and he kind of goes on um, that it's about raising children who understand their connection to all living things and just how powerful that is. Um, and and says that as one of the ways that you can give to the world, 
Um, so there you go. However, I don't agree. Oh, cool. Okay. <laughs> Such a beautiful <laughs> well, quote, though. <laughs> well, well, I can't. I perhaps. I perhaps. I, well, I can. I can totally understand the logic, and and I can concede that nothing in life is is hard and fast, and we don't understand the unintended consequences of trajectories that get released when we have or don't have a child. But um, I, mean, I, I guess I'm in my mid-40s. I've been married to a man since my 20s, and I have had it, oh, I don't know, over a 100 times people saying, oh, it's such a shame you and Matthew don't. You'd be, you'd be great parents. You'd be the, exactly the sort of parents that we need in the world. And so I guess this is like a... Oh, it's like a, not a new idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've had decades of it. Um, if all the thoughtful people stopped having kids because they were so thoughtful, then what would happen? Um, who's left? I mean, it's such a – oh, there's a nasty side to that logic as well, isn't it? Yes, exactly. Um, it's right. So for, I mean, yeah. to bring it into a comedy sphere, there's a movie loosely about this concept called Idiocracy. Yes. Yes. Yeah, where the world yeah. gets populated because the sort of the people with the lowest intelligence have and the, the I, most they, kids yeah, and the that IQ takes over. keeps going down. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, all the people with a high IQ worked out that they shouldn't be having kids. Yes. Um, yeah, so I, but there's I just, could. I could actually, sorry, I don't mean to put words in your mouth, but there, I did read a pretty great counter argument to this as well, this idea that I've put Ooh. forward. Which is that <laughs> yeah, you no. don't have to be a parent to influence the next generation. And in a yes. lot of ways, yeah. you you actually have a lot more free time um, and yeah. energy and resources at your disposal to influence yeah. a younger generation by doing yeah. things like getting involved with your local community, talking to school kids. I mean, Wave, I know that you're very active in, in the life of younger members of your family and, and their upbringing. So there's like, it's it's um, it's a false dichotomy to suggest that you're either a parent, in which case you can influence the younger generation, or you're not a parent and you have no influence. Like that's, yeah. that's not right. I, that was that's, that's exactly what I was going to put out there. It's um, just that our life energy has to go on something. And certainly when your kids are under 10, it's it's just going on these, these things that you've created. Um, and I don't have that and so I've got that same amount of energy and love uh to give elsewhere uh, to to children that already exist um that I couldn't um you know do anything about and yet they're there and I can um either support them directly or like if you've got the right like if you're really passionate about this maybe you should be a teacher or go and volunteer or or, or you know if you don't have that skill set just donate like I agree I, I think that it's um and if you've I think that had it's kids, a really I don't know if you'd be in the same position to run a permaculture farm you know <laughs> that's, yeah, that's a pretty a big undertaking <laughs> yeah true <laughs> I mean no that is actually true I just I don't think there's any way um I would be doing this um yeah but oh, I don't know. Like it, it's a, of course. Um, oh, children are such a beautiful thing. So how can you? How can I just sort of say? Oh, I, I guess I'm trying to to say yes. Of course, your children, if you had them, would would be beautiful. I mean, they are beautiful, and 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 the contribution they make is uh, so important. But. It, it's just it's just if you step back and look at our unfortunately our. Um, context um we're just way over carrying capacity and um 
yeah, we just need to really radically rethink things. I've heard quite a few climate enthusiasts uh, who are also into having as many children as they like um, justify that by really focusing on um, the argument that it's actually about how we live, um, which we sort of touched on before, I guess. Mm. Um, But that just really specifically, because I think this is quite a big one for people, if you're keen on having children, this is something you could be clinging to, um, that uh, it's really not about the number of people on the planet. Um, The fundamental problem is the way we live. And I reckon that that's kind of a hard one to refute in some ways because um, both things are true. Like we are participating in this completely insane economic solution um, that's got us churning through durable materials in this single-use frenzy, you know, like wood and glass and plastics and even textiles. It's like these things could last us a lifetime. Mm. Um, And we are farming. We could be farming in ways that sequester carbon and increase soil health and food production, but we're not. Um, and instead of just catching fish, we're also needlessly destroying marine habitats and all this bycatch. It's like, so we're just so completely going down the wrong track with the way we consume. And there is so much room for improvement. But it's still, it's still, it's like both and. We're yeah. going to just put our big girl pants on and go, yep, both of these things are true. Yeah. And, and we're, we're just so far down the wrong path that we, we, we urgently need to address both of these things with all of our heart. Yeah. And, and to take that ball and run with it, even, even as someone who's like a, a big optimist for the adaptability of humans and our potential to um, take on this climate change going forward or climate catastrophe rather, um, you know, I'll be the first to admit that uh, all indications, even the most rose-tinted uh, indications, is that whatever we do, you're still going to have humans contributing carbon rather than taking it out of the atmosphere yeah, in the foreseeable exactly. future. And there's kind yeah, of no getting yeah. around that fact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And do you remember um, the first episode we did of season two, which was um, why we're here, that we had that where we were talking about the weight of humans on the yeah, planet. Do you remember yeah. that? Yeah, because I just want to go back to that. That was sorry uh, for people the, who don't uh, remember. It was kind of like was was that about our biomass as a species? Or, yeah, or like a, it was. It was from the 2018 proceedings of the National Academy of Science, and it was quantifying the dominance of humans um, on the planet by their weight and. Um, the weight of all people and our livestock, because it's almost kind of the same thing. Supports um, us. Our cows, sheep, pigs, horses, all that, um, is 97% of the biomass of all land animals and birds on earth. Oh, that is gross. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. It grosses me out. That's, yes. I hadn't realised that was the underlying <laughs> feeling to that statistic. So I guess that just, again, it just brings us back and go, yes, yes, absolutely, our consumption's crazy and we need to change it, but look at this. We can't ignore it. Mm. 97% of the mass of all land animals and birds on earth is from us. Mm. You know, that's 3% for the elephants and mice and bats and wolves and seagull you know it's it's um 
It's, it's not crazy. right. It is, it is just now, one of those uh, on its face, yucky yeah, statistics. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not right. That is not right. And it's our dominance. And again, it's a twofold thing of the number of us as well as the way we're consuming that is squeezing out other life. And we are well into the fastest extinction event in the past 65 million years, hmm. you know, which was when an asteroid wiped out the dinosaurs. So, yeah. <laughs> hey, hard one to come back from, Wave. <laughs> yeah, hard yeah. one to come back from there. Um, well, how about we jump straight into my uh, – I've got I've got three more basic kind of critiques against uh, or reasons for having as many children as you like. One is the fabric of society will break down, those sorts of arguments. Then I love this one. My child is the exception arguments. And then uh, in my context, it's okay, those arguments. Um, so should we just have quickly rattle through? Yeah, please. Um, yeah, yeah. So uh, the fabric of society will break down. I do not have a good. So can you just say the rest of that this? sentence? The fabric of society will break down if what? If we stop having oh, if any we stop children, having, if we stop having kids, right. we have significantly less. Or, right. or if, or if a say a couple that want to have and could have children choose not to for environmental reasons, what on earth would happen? Yeah. Um, and and I think actually this is super valid, and I guess it's why I'm even though we've got these stark um, observations coming from the scientific community that I wouldn't say. Um, don't have kids because uh, it could be that it's actually quite an integral part of your mental health um, or your, your your whole reason for being and, and part of being able to function. Um, it's, yeah. Yeah. T- um, I guess the first thing on that for me is, because I, I, t- I totally agree with you, I think number one, and again, back to that sort of overwhelming point, is that I, I don't think there's any possibility where that's going to happen, where people are just going to stop having kids wholesale um, at least in the, as I say, in the foreseeable future. So hopefully we don't have to deal with this at all anyway. But, if, you know, th- maybe the decline or extreme decline in populations is a really interesting issue to tackle. Um, number one, unfortunately, I don't think our economy, the way that it's set up, is going to change dramatically enough. At the moment, it basically needs young people to work for it to function properly. And yes, Japan, the old pyramid scheme economy. It, a bit. it, it, and it I needs don't, growth to be healthy, and it, that growth means more consumption or more people. Yes, and I don't. It, while it is, um, I think we are having some good philosophical questions about changing that at the moment. I don't think there's going to be a wholesale change anytime soon. And no. Japan is a good example of a place to see what happens when. Um, this happens. So they're having way less kids um, than pretty much any other developed nation on earth. And uh, at the same time, um, the elderly population is exploding because they've got pretty good health services and they're pretty good at looking after their older people. So um, they're facing a really big issue at the moment where they're going to have a huge amount of old people who aren't, you know, contributing to the economy, quote unquote, and, mm. and sort of drawing economic resources out to um, sustain their lives longer. But there's less people putting inputs, less younger people putting inputs into the economy. So if yeah, you so it's a microcosm. Out, yeah, yeah. Over, if we started doing that on a planetary level, like it is a big issue. It is. But like you say, we're, that is just not the game we're playing. And yeah. oh, there's, again, kind of back to this racist thing. Like, So in Australia and 
oh, there was one other country that I read, they're actually still incentivizing people to have children because they have worked this out. And yeah. they're going, oh my gosh, you know, we're all going to be retiring and we need this workforce. It's like, well, you know, why do they have to be little white Australian babies? Like there are just so many people desperately trying to get into Australia mm. that are very fertile and 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 want to have children. Um, unlike the the Australians, it's, it's like why why do we need to put these barriers up around our nations? And you know, That's, make sure yes, Japan does have this issue, but it. it you know, open up the gates. This pings into something I'd read. Um, so on a personal level, that's sort of at, at a statehood level, which I don't think probably will tackle <laughs> too much more on this podcast. But <laughs> at an individual level, something I read was that, you know, if you if you are really set on having kids and you're really worried about the environment, environmental impact of that, consider adopting a kid. Um, there's lots of kids oh, that out is there. Hard, though. It's yeah, it's that's it's hard. a huge decision, and especially in New Zealand, it's like surprisingly difficult. But it is, you know, oh, yeah, a consideration. Uh, yeah, yeah. And I and actually, gosh, that's hard, Tim, because then you've got issues. So I think within our New Zealand context, it's almost impossible. And um, I had a friend who went through it, um, and then internationally, gosh, you've got issues, haven't you? Taking kids out of their yeah their yeah. context, it's like why not? basically adopt the parents instead, you know, and just <laughs> yeah, have different yeah. migrant policies and bring the families in. But, um, yeah, no, these, these are, we're getting into the, the, the heart of it now. Yeah. It's hard. Um, well, just to sort of wrap up, can we, we'll get into um, having a look at, I guess, just one thing that I think a lot of people think and that is that their child could be an exception because they would teach their child to live sustainably. Yeah, let's so, get into it. Oh, just in a, 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 a very quick refute, um, no, you can't. Because <laughs> 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 um, you haven't cracked it yourself, right? Like I, whenever I do that blimmin' footprint, because I'm always taking up two planets, like what are you going to do? Like leave your kid at home and dress them in a sack while you carry on with your life. Like we, we're just, we're just not there yet. Um, no matter how wonderfully you recycle and buy organic food, um, it, we're having an impact and that, that will be the reality of your child too for the foreseeable future. Yeah. Um, I totally agree. Yeah. Um, and then in my context, it's okay. We've actually already covered this off and that's about New Zealand being not overpopulated and actually that we could fit in more kids. Um, so I think we, we cracked that one when we talked about Japan is uh, honestly, tear my hair out, Tim, a baby born here or there <laughs> equals one. And, it, you know, if we can support these other places where they are still having kids and to share our resources, then that's, that's what I'm for. <laughs> well, um, so ultimately, ju- just to answer this from from my point of view, from the kind of like big picture stuff like what you've done, mm. I think that it's such a core part of the overall, as, as on a species level, human experience is having kids and having a family. Mm. And um, at an individual level, I, I 100% could have been swayed, but like – you know, Zoe and I, I think, are roughly in the same place. But if, if I was with someone else, maybe I would have made a, a different mm. decision. Who knows? Mm. Um, so I totally understand on the individual level. But I think also we need to accept that, like, as a species, we, this is such a kind of core imperative 
to us that I don't think it's realistic to expect people to not have kids. Um, I think it's just one of those core things that is, is so part of, yeah, being human that it's going to be a hard Absolutely. shift to make. Yeah, I, I think there's something to be said about people who maybe aren't as conscious of the issues that are coming down the pipe as well. Having kids can sometimes be a great motivator to think about the future. Um, it's it's something that for people who don't normally think outside themselves to start doing that. Um, people who are quite, and I don't mean this in a judgmental way at all, but self-centered, like literally just, you know, conceptualize the world around how, how it works for them. Um, you know, for those people, sometimes the wider scope they go is my kids, my direct lineage, and it could be a pathway to... Um, thinking about what's coming down the yeah. pipe climate-wise is thinking about your yeah. children, your grandchildren, et cetera. Absolutely. I've, I've seen that firsthand um, with friends and family um, holding a baby in their arms and for, like, the first time ever going, oh, oh shit. the future. <laughs> <laughs> but in, in a way as well, Wave, I actually think that we probably, like, agree quite a lot on this because I – you can't refute the science. I'm the last person who's ever going to do that. Like we've got to pay attention to the science and everything in the science tells us more people equals more carbon in the atmosphere and more carbon in the atmosphere means this planet's going to get hotter and more stuff's going to die. So we need to tackle that problem. Um, I think we need to acknowledge that people like to have kids. (laughs) It's something that humans like to do. And I don't think that's going to change anytime soon. So like what you've been saying, I think this is a everything. We've got to throw everything at the problem, yes. you know, challenge. And so and this, this is a, consideration of having less children and, and you know, if you're in a place where you can, adopting and teaching your kids all of the environmental stuff you know and, and challenge them to go further. It's all of these things. Absolutely. And it's this is this episode only works on a personal level. This is just for for you or me or a listener listening. It's not something that you can go, oh, see, here, listen to this. You know, yes, it's it's yeah. something that this is all for each of us. And it's only something that if basically if you can take a step, you know, if you feel that you can't, you can't. But if you can, then, and I guess it's just about putting that information out there and like everything else we've been doing on this podcast, just putting information out there, uh, creating some space for people to be thinking a bit differently, which is some of the first steps towards change. And change is big, you know, it's hard enough changing your light bulbs over, let yeah. alone like not having a kid or whatever. But um, so I just want to wrap up with um, – Uh, last study just to sort of really back what you were saying and then I mean we don't have to get into what can you do I think in this case it's kind of obvious but (laughs) but there are there are a couple of things I would like to highlight Um, so in 2019 a report was published by Bioscience Journal and it was supported by 11,000 scientists from 153 countries that warned of untold suffering if we don't act to reduce the global birth rate. And that's the existing already falling global birth rate. So um, I guess that's like a a bookend uh, to the other study that we referenced at the beginning. Um, That's a a consensus of scientists uh, 
saying that we need to balance our heart with our head um, if we want to be looking after the children that we already have. Um, so what can you do? I'll start with the easy stuff. If you have, if a seed's been planted and you'd like to carry on learning, there's actually a movie, really recently released a movie called Eight Billion Angels. You can check that out online, 8billionangels.org. There's a website called Population Matters with David Attenborough as the patron. And they've got a good Facebook page as well. Um, Project Drawdown, do you remember those guys? Yeah. Too? They're yep. the ones, yeah, they're, they're the ones talking about how can we actually get the carbon out of yes. the atmosphere and a very respected global organisation. And their number two is, uh, in terms of most effective measure, is educating girls and family planning. Um, and so I guess, you know, unless you're considering a career change, um, and thinking you might jump off and do that, which is great. Um, the other option there would actually be to consider donating to, like this is considered one of the most important ways that we can survive this century. So consider donating to any charity committed to equal access education and empowering girls and women. Um, UNICEF's a good place to start. Um, I'll put a link in the show notes. Um and then if you are a friend or a brother or a mother or whoever you are, just celebrate people's choices to have less kids or no kids. That could actually be quite a powerful thing in itself. Uh, uh, just being part of facilitating a culture shift to this being okay and actually something that we can celebrate. Yeah, nice one. Mm. And then... Um, one for the medical professionals working with people asking for permanent contraception. I guess just a question around if you could be better supporting people with that decision. Um, I had a really interesting conversation with um, a midwife from Hastings Maternity Unit, uh, Joanna Collins, who's actually one of our longtime listeners. And um, we've been talking back and forth about this episode for a while now. And she's heard so many stories of being of people being and there's people asking for long term or permanent contraception, um, being pushed back for being too young or being warned against it in case their existing child or partner dies, which is crazy, uh, I think. Um, and it also currently appears to be completely unacceptable if you've got no children at all, and and people can actually be flatly refused. Um, so. It feels like it's time for a shift in this default position of if you can, you should, or, um, you know, you'll really regret it, um, to understanding that, you know, I guess just like we are saying, smaller families benefit everyone and that choice should be facilitated and celebrated. Um, yeah. And then coming home to roost, if you're in the game, like we've been saying, have have less, have none, basically just have as few as you can. Um <laughs> Half of all pregnancies are unwanted. It's an interesting one. So have a contraception plan. Um, there's the familyplanning.org.nz for New Zealanders. And um, I have got a treat for us. Um, unless you've got anything else to add, Tim, I'd like to finish up with a song that this midwife, Joanna Collins, has written <laughs> and has been researching and singing with her colleagues at the Hastings Maternity Unit all about 
contraception. Amazing. Well, no, I thought that was really eloquently and beautifully put, um, all those sort of concluding notes, Waveney. So, and uh, let me be the first to congratulate you and Matthew on not on not contributing to the problem <laughs> and, and not oh, having Tim, kids. Tim, we've got big news. We're not having a baby. <laughs> well done on the call. All right, well, to take us out on this episode, um, thank you so much for listening and thank you, Wave, again for all the research that you've done. And Joanna, take us home. You know there's too many people on the planet It's time to take control now, Roberts and Janet Population limitation, yeah, let's plan it Cause there's too many people on the planet So give me contraception, baby Now give it to me straight and true Because I choose to produce no more human beings But man, I want some fun with you So give me contraception Baby, now give it to me straight and true Because for family, society, community And you and me, I want one and one to stay too There's the implant, the condom, the IUD I ain't fussy, just give it to me Time of tubes, give me the pill or the jab Better safe than sorry, all three will be fab. And fellas, you know vasectomy's best. Boys, you know vasectomy's best. All together now, you know vasectomy's best. Boys, you know vasectomy's best. Because there's too many people on the planet. It's time to take control now, Robert Sanchanin. Population limitation, yeah, let's plan. Because there's too many people. On this little planet